Thanks for joining us, everybody, for Titans Talk. We're going to get a little bit away from the Titans specifically today because some pretty big news in the NFL. Kyler Murray's and the rest of the quarterback's physical attributes were measured today. This is a silly season thing. I think a lot of people roll their eyes and say, oh, what does it matter, uh, his height or his hand? And Landon, I think it's a very big deal. I think this guy became the top quarterback in the draft. I did not expect this. Looking at him on tape, Landon, I did not see – uh, a guy that's basically 5'11", did you? No. I I thought he looked more – he looked a bit closer to 5'9 than 5'11", but today he measured at 5'10", 1 8 inches, so kind of a middle ground of where I thought he could be. Right. There's that's, been not, a, yeah. that's not great, but it's not, it's not terrible no, as there's far been, as height goes. No, there's been guys, and there have been very few, but recently there's been some guys that have been – six foot tall or just under that have uh, made their mark in the NFL. And it looks like uh, the game is changing enough to where guys like this can have a chance. Uh, But the hand thing, there are very few guys that have had hands under uh, nine inches in diameter, which I think how they measured is thumb to pinky uh, spread. Yes. Um, And Landon, there's been very few guys that have had successful NFL NFL careers with small hands. And, uh, you know, he measured with uh, nine and a half inch, I believe, or almost nine and a half inch in diameter. This sounds like a weird thing to talk about, but it is very important for this guy's draft draft prospects, right? It's very important, especially for quarterbacks with ball control, because like you see it all all the time on Sundays, the guy will get blindsided out of nowhere and he just kind of grips the ball and holds on to it. And if you've got smaller hands then that whole process is just exponentially harder, which is more fumbles. Right. Yeah, my understanding is uh, when you're under pressure or being sacked, the ability to hold on to the ball uh, is uh, important if you have larger hands. And, of course, in cold weather, uh, rainy weather, uh, anything like that, it's, it's more really important to have large hands. So I believe uh, nine and a half is going to serve him well. Uh, uh, as tall as he measured, this guy's tape, Landon, when you look, really impressive. Obviously, a lot of guys look good uh, at Oklahoma and the offense they run, but I'll say – People love him. I was uh, listening to Greg Cosell, who I have a high opinion of, watches a lot of tape. He absolutely likes Kyler Murray's tape a lot better than Haskins. And I think we're going to spend the next two months landing comparing these two guys. I really think the nature uh, of the NFL, and I hate it when people go on and, oh, that's changing. I do see a kind of a seismic wave where these guys, these athletes, um, and this guy passed with accuracy – has a can has a really strong arm. Uh, I think we're going to see this guy ascend to the top. Now, you still like Dwayne Haskins uh, as the top quarterback in this draft. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Just because I think, obviously, Murray's height isn't as big of a weakness to his game as we think. And on, on Kuyper and McShay's latest pod, they said Murray had five total passes bad down at the line of scrimmage this season. So, it's not like his passes are just getting spiked at the line of scrimmage. But just the difference in physical size and just Haskins is a much more prototypical prospect. He, he can kind of run if he has to, but he's much more of a pocket passer. He slings all over the field while Murray is more of the new generation quarterback. I mean, he can throw it everywhere at the same time. Half the time, I think he's probably the fastest player on the field. Right. That's just how the game has changed now. I agree. Ultimately, it's going to come down to guys that can make reads and they can move uh, laterally in the pocket uh, and can, can make that quick decision. That has ultimately always been what it's about. The 40-time 
for quarterback has never been very, very important. I mean, we've made it important, but it's really never made or broke uh, a long-term success, successful NFL quarterback. And, and I still agree with that. But um, this guy showed more uh, than the ability to be explosive with his, with his feet. Uh, he is a, a supreme athlete that really seemed to have a really good feel for the position, have good accuracy and good arm strength. So for me, uh, it's going to be really easy for folks to read into the Cliff Clingsbury hiring in Arizona and the fact that with this news today, um, and if they go back and look at the tape, knowing the context that he has at least um, reasonable measurables for the NFL moving forward. Landon, are we going to see uh, and hear a lot of talk about Josh Rosen being traded to, let's say, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars or the New York Giants? and to see what they can get for him. Are, are you going to see Arizona, who's long been considered to maybe trade down, are you going to see them really flirt with, with taking Kyler Murray after today's uh, uh, news? I think regardless, after today where Murray has shown that he actually has the size to be a legitimate prospect, we're going to see Arizona considers Murray at number one, regardless if they actually think that because it was like last year, all the Mayfield drama seemed like, Cleveland was trying to bait someone to trade up to get Mayfield, but it turned out that they actually wanted Mayfield. Right. And maybe it's like this. They really like Kyler Murray, or maybe they know some other quarterback need team really likes him, and they're trying to bait them into giving. Right. But do you do you read into this obvious relationship? You know, at the beginning of, of last college football season, said glowing things about Murray. Are you, are you reading into that at all? I mean, I – I think that's always a factor just because if all things are equal, then Clingsbury is probably going to like Murray a bit more just because he was around Murray when Murray was still in college. And I think part of it is Clingsbury, Clingsbury's philosophy at Texas Tech was aired out, throw it all the time. And Kyler Murray's skill set more so fits that kind of philosophy than Josh Rosen just because like quick passes, lots of scoring, lots of fast stuff. Murray, combined with his running ability, just kind of opens up that offensive philosophy more so than Rosen can. They're very different prospects, but they're both prospects. It'll be interesting to see where they go. I don't usually like it when talking heads say, well, this guy knew this guy from whatever, but I think there could be something there, and I can guarantee you. And somewhere in Indianapolis right now, they're having an early dinner, uh, the powers that be for the Arizona Cardinals, and they're talking about this very thing. Yeah. And let me ask you what they're discussing uh, right now, I believe. What would Josh Rosen's value be in terms of draft compensation if they do decide to be bold and stick with – and go with Mary here at the first pick? Well, I'll say this about Rosen. As of right now, I think Rosen was a better prospect than Murray is. But then at the same time, just the offensive, offensive styles in Clingsbury's system – their potential, because Rosen has already played one season. He didn't look great, even though Arizona was pretty bad. He also looked overwhelmed He's, because of their offensive line. Yeah, uh, He had his moments. Yeah, yeah. Their offensive talent is pretty bad. He He's had injuries in the past, and it's not bad injuries, but still it's injuries compared to Kyler Murray. Right. But I think his value has to be – I would think it'd have to be a first just because of what they invested on. I mean, right. You don't trade, you don't trade your 10th overall pick that you gave up a third to move up for. Right. You don't give them away for a second. 
pick just no, for the same I don't just think because so. you found another guy you like at number one. And maybe their hand might be forced a bit because if it comes out that they really like Murray, then teams can, teams can kind of push back on them because they're not going to keep Murray and Rosen. Well, but you're then right. That just open, yeah. And that opens the door to a more playoff team offering their first where instead of the Jags or the Giants giving up their first, it's right. Pittsburgh, it's New England, it's the Chargers. Teams could have that leverage, but if there's more than one team interested uh, in Josh Rosen, they could also work uh, in the Cardinals' favor. Now, you mentioned that you like Josh Rosen as a prospect better than Kyler Murray. Explain that specifically, what, what you liked better about Rosen. I know when I watched his tape last year, he made a lot of NFL-type throws. He didn't have a lot of help himself uh, at UCLA offensively, I didn't think. Um, I like what I saw, but, you know, a lot of times – when you watch Oklahoma on film, you see him uh, throwing to open receivers. But uh, I think a lot of people are, are going to disagree with you. I think a lot of people are going to like Murray as a prospect more so than, than Rosen. And that might be, uh, you know, a, a bias of we're looking at Kyler Murray now and last year was last year. But what, what specifically made for you, Rosen, a better prospect than Murray? Specifically, I just saw – many more tight window NFL caliber difficulty caliber throws Rosen to an extent had to will that team to wins at times. Well, Murray, not to detract from, he's a great quarterback prospect, but Oklahoma is loaded with offensive talent. It's not often that he's at a disadvantage where it's all, it's all on Kyler Murray's shoulders to bring the backup. Three of their offensive linemen are going to the NFL this year. They're going to be drafted. They're going to play. Hollywood Brown, before his surgery, was going to be a fringe first-rounder. There's just so much talent around him, it's hard to see how much is Kyler Murray's quarterback ability and how much is the surrounding talent because Rosen had a couple good receivers and Colin Miller was a good tackle, but overall it was all on Rosen to kind of pull that team to victory. That's why I'm a bit of a fan of Drew Locke as well because I just really like the guys that are competitive and keep their team in games when they're just at a natural disadvantage talent-wise. Like, Locke kept Missouri tight against the best teams in the SEC even when he was just outmatched offensively versus their defenses. And if a guy can succeed with limited talent versus good teams, then when the gap becomes smaller because this the team they draft, they're drafted to surrounds them with more talent, then their ceiling becomes higher because now they – outside factors are balanced. Okay. Well, well, you mentioned about how it's hard to tell if Kyler Murray is, is talented or it's, it's a surrounding cast, but and obviously he had a lot of talent, right? I'm including coaching staff. We said the same thing about Baker Mayfield. And a lot of people sort of generally believe that, that he is a, he's got a bright future in the NFL. So uh, I, that, I kind of wonder about that. I think Kyler Murray is talented. I'm not, I don't really jump all over these guys a lot, but you have to admit the guy had amazing statistic, statistics last year and really showed out. So I, I, I see what you're saying. Oh, definitely. I think he's a – I still like him as a prospect. I mean, I think he's right there with Haskins as QB1 in this draft. It's just I felt a bit more strongly about Rosen when he came out compared to Murray at this stage. Land, one could sort of – deduce that maybe the Giants are in the market for a more traditional quarterback as they obviously didn't trade back up just a couple of picks and go with Lamar Jackson 
in last year's draft, or maybe they just didn't like Lamar Jackson. But let's say they, or the Jacksonville Jaguars, who obviously are run by a guy who's definitely traditional, Tom Coughlin. Let's say they are interested in a more traditional quarterback, a guy who sort of stands back and, and sort of has made all the throws and, and has some, some pro experience. Let's say they do like Rosen more than, let's say, Dwayne Haskins, a guy they might can get. Uh, at six or seven, the six or seventh pick from one of those teams is that is that a practical consideration two months out? I think it's it's got to be a consideration because Rosen went tenth overall. He's he was a good quarterback prospect. He's essentially on the level or a bit above of what Murray and Haskins are right now. And the main thing is it'll probably be a bidding war because if the Jags say we'll give our first for Murray then the Giants can jump back in and get their first. So if one of them wants them, then the bidding war can just go up from there. But do you practically think that could possibly happen, that they could draft a guy first and then get one of these other picks for Rosen? I, mean, I, I think if – let me ask it to you this way. If Rosen were in this draft, where, where do you think he would land here with uh, amongst these other quarterbacks? I think it would be being the same tier with Haskins and Murray. And it just – they'd really be separated by personal preference of what teams look for. So in cons- so if Arizona didn't have Rosen, say they had went with Sam Bradford this year, they need a long-term quarterback. I think Rosen's in consideration to go first overall. You were talking earlier about how what Rosen might command. I, I think they'll take a first-round pick. I think they could get that for him just based on the fact that if he were in this draft class, even knowing what we know, I don't think he – he didn't show us he wasn't an NFL caliber quarterback. I think he showed us he was on a bad team and he was a rookie and uh, he needs some more experience. I think it's become now, obviously Kyler Murray is the face of this draft and he became even more so today. Uh, and I think one of the great subplots is going to be, I think Arizona at first until they pick somebody else or they trade out of the pick landing. Uh, would you agree that they are now attached with, this, whereas it was sort of, oh, they'll, they might take both, so they make this or that. I really think this is going to be a storyline to follow, and the Rosen and everything makes it just even more intriguing. I mean, definitely, just because controversy of taking a guy 10th overall, then immediately taking a guy first overall the next draft, then trading the guy you took 10th overall for another pick. It's just not something you hardly ever see in the draft. Absolutely. I think it's bold. You know what else is bold? Bring Cliff Clingsbury as your head coach after he was fired at a, at a Big 12 school. I think this is a team, this is an organization that can be bold here. I don't necessarily think for sure they'll do this, but I think this is definitely on the table. Most definitely. But also, Steve Wilkes in his one season wasn't that – didn't make you really feel confident about his, his head coaching ability. And that roster wasn't the best to have as the whole team just really regressed from last year when – they succeeded despite Carson Palmer's injury. Right. I think uh, they showed that they're bold by firing it after one year, hiring Cliff Kingsbury. They obviously believe that this league is changing or they wouldn't have hired him. And I think it's going to be super interesting to see what happens. Um, is there anything we're missing on Murray? He obviously measured out. We're going to see him uh, do most of his stuff in a pro day. Um, I think the draft just got a little little more interesting today. Uh, any other Anything else stand out uh, for you today uh, at the Combine? Not much surrounding Kyler Murray. Well, he weighed in at 207 pounds, and some of that might be water weight. Like, he put on a bunch of weight when he goes to weigh, and then he loses it. Then he runs the 40, and he's super fast. 
That's the main thing. So Saturday, he tests on the field. His 40, even though it doesn't really matter technically to the NFL, still matters just because he reportedly ran a 4-3 at one of the pro day things Oklahoma did over the offseason. So yeah. if he runs four, if he just runs like 4-4-5, four, four, that's amazing. I don't think that's it matters, the, but I think he probably will run something like that. It's just another thing to help boost boost his reasoning or why he should go number one just because he's a good he's a good passer. He can make all he can make the throws. He's got a good arm. Oh yeah, you know, he's also yeah. as fast as half your receivers. Exactly. Uh, I you know, coming into the process a month ago, I thought Kyler Murray, I don't know. I thought him fringe first round of best. Everybody's like, This guy, I know the league is changing. He's small and he has, you know, fourteen starts. For whatever reason, the measurements today, I think, legitimized him to the entire NFL, not these few teams that, that would consider taking him. I think the guy is absolutely on the map as of now. Yeah, and I think, quickly going back to Josh Rose, I think his value, the floor is a first-rounder just because one right. of these playoff teams with a would do it, aging yeah. QB would do it in a heartbeat. Like, look at, like the, look Chargers at the Patriots at 32. I mean, come on. They would obviously do that. New York or Jacksonville – would see Rosen as just as equal a prospect as Murray or Haskins. And at that point you're getting your theoretical QB of the future. So it's like if you it's like they're drafting Rosen sixth or seventh. It's gonna be really interesting to see. This is what we're gonna to cover today. We'll be back with a podcast soon. Landon, thanks for joining us. Really exciting stuff. We'll talk to you uh, early next week and we'll uh, take a longer look at what's happening at the NFL Combine.